you got your Bibles, I want you to open them up to Matthew chapter 22. Matthew chapter 22. We are continuing our series called Simple. Simple. We, we like to complicate things. We like to make things difficult in our society today. But uh, I think following Jesus, uh, we also complicate. But God wants us to make it a little bit more simple, a little easier. And so we looked at, in the first week, we looked at the question, how do I experience breakthrough? How can I have breakthrough in my life? God, I've been trying, I've been trying, I've been trying, and nothing is working. How do I experience breakthrough in my family, in my job, in my personal life? And the answer that Jesus gave us to how do we experience breakthrough is simple. Prayer. Having a consistent prayer life is going to lead to breakthrough in your life. It may not happen in one day, but it's that consistent every day, uh, knocking on heaven's door and saying, Jesus, I need you. That's what's going to help us to experience breakthrough. Last week, we looked at how do we advance in God's kingdom, right? We, we like to be promoted in everything else in life. We like to get promotions in our job. We like to, to be the greatest. We like to do the best. But God, how do I win at being a Christian? How do I, how do I win at being a follower of God? And, and so we, we learned the answer was very simple. It wasn't complicated. It just was one that we don't like. And his answer was humility. If we want to advance in God's kingdom, then you got to be humble. You want to be the greatest, you got to be the least. You want to be first, then you need to be last. Simple, but difficult. So today we're going to look at another simple truth. It's a difficult truth, but it's a simple one that God gives us. So we're going to look at Matthew chapter 22, uh, starting with verse 34. Uh, let's, let's read this. Uh, Matthew twenty-two thirty-four 34 says, Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. These were teachers of the law. These were the religious people of Jesus' day. The Pharisees got together. And in verse 35, it says, One of them, an expert in the law, tested Jesus with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Which is the greatest commandment in the law? And that is the question that we are looking at today. Which is the greatest commandment in the law? Because sometimes when we're following Jesus, we like to follow the rules, right? We like to do everything right. And, and sometimes we try to follow Jesus by just doing everything right. We think that if we do everything right, it's going to help us earn a ticket into heaven. And that's the way the Pharisees believed. They thought if we just do all the rules right, if we follow all the rules, then we're going to get into heaven. We've got this. This is our relationship with God is simply rule following. So they scoured the Old Testament, and they looked through all the laws and all the prophets. And you know what? They came up with 613 laws to follow. 613 how many would like to follow 613 laws in your life, right? I mean, this, this had everything. So they followed all these down to the T. It told them how to run a business. It told them how to treat people. It told them what they could eat, what they couldn't eat, uh, when to work, when not to work, how to treat a stranger, how to go to war, how to do all these. I mean, the list was just endless of how to live their lives. And so every day they were obsessed over how do I follow all 613 laws. Now, they had a top 10 list right? We've all heard of the Ten Commandments before. Uh, they had the Ten Commandments, and, and those were the big ten. You got to get those right. Uh, those were the first ten that you needed out of that 613. If you haven't heard of them before, let me go through them quick. Uh, the laws were, you shall have no other gods before me. Number two, you shall not make idols for yourself. Number three, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Number four, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Uh, number five, honor your father and mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor, and you shall not 
covet. Right? So those 10, you got to keep each one of those. And this is what the Pharisees were thinking. All right, I got the 613 laws. Uh, I, I, I've got the 10 laws that I need to, to get it all right. But, but which one is the greatest? Do we got any rule followers in here? Do we have any rule breakers in here? A lot of you. All right, so I got to admit, I am a rule follower. I, I really enjoy uh, following the rules. I'm also... So one way that that comes out is uh, board games, right? Anybody like board games in here? How do you know the first thing you do when you get a new board game is you uh, open it up and you start pouring through the rules, right? You take out the rule book and you you look through everything because you can't have fun if you don't play by the rules. (laughs) Got to remember that. Also, if you're the guy who reads the rules, you get to make up the rules as you go too. So there's some benefits there. Because the, the people who make the rules, they don't always get it right, okay? Just, just telling you that. Uh, but I remember I got a, a board game this last year, and it was, I was excited. I opened it up, and, and I, I opened up the rule book, and, and here it was. And usually they're short. This one wasn't. This one is 10 or 15 pages long. That is defeating, all right? That is just too many rules to play a game that lasts 30 minutes. It, it took me, I, I was literally reading this thing for probably half an hour, and I was still confused. So then I thought, you know what, I'll go online, look up YouTube, and uh, see if somebody will just explain the video to me because I'm bored. The, midi- the video is 15 minutes long of just rules. I still have never played this game yet, right? It's just sitting there uh, in a box because not only do I have to know, but I've got to teach everybody else the rules. I mean, it gets so complicated, right? And, and so that's kind of the way the Pharisees were living. They had this giant rule book, and they were trying to follow each single one. You know, you got to do this on this day, of course, unless it's a leap year, then you got to do that. You know? and, and so they're trying to figure out all this stuff and trying to live by the rules. So they come up to Jesus and say, hey, Jesus, which one is the greatest? Which one is the greatest? If you could boil it all down, God, which one is, is the greatest? And sometimes I think we need to hear this because we can get so caught up in just trying to do the right thing always. God, I, I, just, I just always need to do the right thing. All right, what do you want me to do today? I've got to do the right thing. And so our relationship with Jesus turns into doing the right thing and always making the right choice. And that's what we obsess on and that's what we, we get lost in. And then when we mess up and when we fail, it's, it's, oh, I can never get back to where I was. How can I do this? And so we get all lost in this. So I like what Jesus does. He makes it simple. What is the greatest commandment? Which one? Which of the Ten Commandments is the greatest? Which of the 613 commandments is the greatest? And in verse 37, Jesus makes it simple. He says this, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And then he throws in a bonus one. He says, And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Let's just pray for a moment. Jesus, thank you for your word. God, thank you that you make complicated things and you make them simple. Lord, help us to follow your simple truths today. In Jesus' name, amen. So Jesus takes the 613 commandments. He he takes the 10 commandments and, and he says, you've been working on following these all your life and figuring it all out. Let me boil it down to two commandments, four four words, Technically three, because one of them's a repeat. He says, you want to follow the commandments? Here's all you need to do. Love God and, anybody know the second one? And love people. Love God 
and love people, right? That's, that's where the mission for our church comes together is from the great commandment to love God and, and to love people. These are the greatest commandments. He, he says, you're stressing about the rules. Let me make it simple for you. You know, throw those 10 commandments back up. If we love God and love people, then we follow all 10 of the commandments. No problem. So look at those first ones. If we love God, why would we put another God before him? Right? If we love God, we're not going to put somebody else before him. If we love God, we're not going to make an idol. Because we, we worship God alone. If we love God, then why on earth would we take his name in vain? We're, we're naturally going to, to keep the name of the Lord precious. Uh, if we love God, then we are going to do what he told us to do, to follow the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. If God needed to rest uh, after seven days to set us an example, you know, six days he created the world, on the seventh day he rested, he's shown us that example. We, we should honor him by doing that. In the next six are all about loving people, honoring your father and mother. If you love people, you're going to honor them. If you love people, you're not going to kill them. You're not going to murder them. I mean, that, that just makes sense. Uh, if you love people, you're not going to commit adultery. You're not going to uh, break a wedding vow. If you love people, you're not going to steal from them. If you love people, you're not going to uh, give false testimony. You're not going to lie against your neighbor. If you love people, you're not going to covet other people's stuff. Right? It just makes sense. So all these are confusing. If you go to the 613 laws, they can all be summed up by this Love God and love people. That's what it all boils down to. That's what it's all about. It's simple. It's all about love. Simple love. That's how we should live our lives is a life of love. We don't have to sit there and try to follow every rule to the T, but when we live a life of love, we will follow all the rules. It will come inside of that because every rule is grounded in love. So let's look at these. First one, love God. Love God. And that's the big one. That's, there's a reason why it's first. There's a reason why he says that first. And so let's look at how should we love God. And he tells us right in that passage, we should love God with all our heart, with all your, and with all your, yeah, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And other passages he also throws in with all your strength, right? With everything that we have. That is how we are supposed to love God. With every ounce and with every fiber of our being, uh, we are supposed to love him physically and spiritually. With everything we have, that is the type of love that we are supposed to have for God. But in today's society, we throw around the word love very casually. We, we don't understand what it means to love someone with everything that we have, right? We, we love our new car until a newer model comes out, and then it's not as exciting anymore. We love our favorite food until we love it so much because we ate it seven times the last week, and now we can't even look at it anymore, right? We love our friends until... Man, we just need some space from our friends. It's crowding me out too much. We love our new job until it just gets old and repetitive and there's a newer job that looks nicer. We love that cute little puppy in the pet store until we take it home and it eats all our shoes, right? We change our mind. You fall in love with someone and you just think, oh, the whole world revolves around them until you find out all their frustrating habits. You know, and then, then things change. Right, so that word love, we throw around very casually. You'll hear it many times in a conversation a day. Uh, but that's not the kind of love that Jesus is talking about here. He's talking about to love God with everything, unconditionally, never giving up. See, we're great at loving conditionally. 
we're great at loving until somebody fails us, until somebody disappoints us. But these words that we read, they are not casual words. These are not lukewarm words. These are intense words on a page. These are passionate words to love God with everything that we have. We're talking about commitment. We're, we're talking about uh, being driven, about intense love. These words aren't cheap. These words will cost you something. They'll cost you your whole life to love God with everything that you have. Uh, we are to love him with all our heart, with all our soul, with all of our mind. To be totally consumed by him. To, to not hold back. To have no reservations. See, some people say they love God until things get hard. Right? Until that storm hits. Until God doesn't answer your prayer the way that you thought that he should answer your prayer. And then it's, well, yeah, I, I loved you, God, until you didn't do exactly what I wanted you to do. Right? That's not love. That's not unconditional love. See, we can't give up loving God when things get hard. We can't give up on loving. We've got to love him through it all. We've got to love him through all of our issues, through all of our problems. Because at the end of the day, he never fails us. He never forsakes us. He never doesn't do something he's promised. He, he always comes through. It's us who, who fail. It's us who get us into those storms, into those, those things. And it's, we need to trust him through it. That is love. That's love with everything. But here's the thing. We can't, we can't truly love God until we've ex first experienced his love. You know, we, we can't truly love him with everything until we realize that God loves us unconditionally. Now, we can believe in God. You can believe that God exists. You can believe that Jesus came and that he died on a cross without loving God. You can honor God and respect him. You can come to church every week. You can uh, you know, have reverence towards God. You can spend time in prayer. You can, you can talk to him. You can worship him without truly loving him. We can love church traditions. Right? You, can, you can enjoy coming to church and meeting with people and, and uh, getting together and, and you can have good feelings when we talk about God or open up the Bible, but it doesn't mean that you love God. See, to love God, we need to experience his love first. To love God, we need to experience his forgiveness first. That's the only way to truly love God. 1 John 4.10 says this, This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So we can only love because of how much God loved us. He loved us first. He, he loves us unconditionally. He already loves us with everything. He already has this love towards us. So Jesus isn't telling us to do something that God doesn't do for us already. When he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. He's saying that knowing that God already loves us with everything that he has. He gave up everything he had to save us, to show us how much he loves us. His love for us is not conditional. It's unconditional. It's never-ending. No matter how many times you mess up, no matter how many times you fail, no matter how many times you, you go back to your old ways, God still loves you. He still loves you. He looks at you, and you may see failure. You, you may feel miserable, but he looks at you, and he says, I've created you. I made you perfect, and I love you. I've got a plan for your life. Right? God loves you. God loves you. And it's in that moment when we decide, you know what, God? I need to experience that love. Lord, would you forgive me? Would you forgive me of my sins? That's why Jesus went to the cross, and he died on it. 
was for us, so that we could have forgiveness, so that we could experience uh, a new life, that, that new person. The old is gone, and the new has come. And that's when we can start loving Jesus with everything. That's when we can start loving God with everything, when we realize how much he loves us, and we allow him to, to love us, and we accept it. And actually, we're going to talk more about uh, God's love next week. We're going to talk about how simple God's love is, his simple grace that no matter how messed up we are, God simply loves us just the way we are. And so next week, I want to encourage you, I want to challenge you, bring somebody with you. Invite somebody with you who needs to hear about God's grace. They might be in the most messed up situation. They may not have it all together. You may think, I don't know if you should come to church. Yes, they, they need to be here. Because God's love is simple for them. There's no long uh, fine print under there of who he loves or how he loves. His love is unconditional. So bring someone with you next week as we talk about God's simple grace. So once we experience his love, then we can love him with everything that we have. With everything that we have. So again, his love isn't about following all the laws. His love isn't about making sure we follow all of the rules. His love's about relationship. You see, Jesus didn't call you into a religion. He called you into a relationship. He didn't say, come, follow my laws. He said, no, come, follow me. Right? That's what he told his disciples. Come, follow me. And so every day they walked with him, and Jesus taught them. He taught them a great way to live, but they were in relationship with him daily. God didn't call you into religion. He called you into relationship. You see, the Pharisees were trying to follow religion. They were trying to follow all the laws. They were trying to do it right. They thought that that was their ticket into heaven. They thought that if they just followed all 613 rules, that was going to get them into heaven. But they didn't realize the only way to heaven was through relationship. The only way to heaven was through Jesus. So when the Pharisees came up to him and said, what is the greatest commandment? God, God, tell us. Teacher, tell us. What is the greatest commandment? How do we need to do this? How do we need to live? Uh, what do we need to hear today? They were shocked when they heard. Uh, he didn't even give them one of the laws. He didn't say, no other gods before me. or anything. He said, love God. Love God. Have a relationship with God. Have a relationship with people and love them. That's the greatest commandment is relationship. It's all about relationship. When we have a relationship with God, right, the one who sets the rules, we will naturally follow the rules. That's just the way it works. So again, back to that, uh, you know, board game. Usually when you play a board game, you, uh, one person is designated to read the rule book, right? And then that person teaches everybody else how to do it. And, and you play. So you know that when you're playing, as long as you have one person who knows the rules, they're going to guide you and make sure that, that everything goes right, to make sure that we don't step out of line, to make sure that there's no cheating, unless, of course, the rule maker just makes up his own rules, you know, and all those things. Make, make sure all that happens. And it's the same way in our relationship with God. Now, we can try to read the rule book and get it all right and do it all perfect without relationship, but it works much better when we just have a relationship with the rule maker, right? And the more time we spend with the rule maker, the more time we spend with God, the more he shows us, oh, we stepped out of line here. You know, oh, you know, let's, let's get you on the right line. Let's get you back into this. And so the more time we spend with the rule maker, the more we're going to follow the rules because it, it just rubs off on us, right? It, God just rubs off on us. We, we become like the people we hang around with. 
We really do. We can see that in all facets of our life. We become like the people we hang around with. So the more time we spend with God, the more we become like him. The more time we spend with God, the more we fall in love with him. The more time we spend with God, the more we want to follow the rules that he has given us, the rules that he has has laid out. So the best way to follow the rules is to have a relationship with the rule guy, to have a relationship with God because he changes you. I like the way it's put in, in Psalm chapter 37. I'll be on the screen here. Verse 4 says this. Take delight in the Lord. Right? Have a relationship with God. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. See, when we have a relationship with God, when we delight in him, when we live for him, when we spend time with him, when we trust him, it says that he will give us the desires of our heart. He will give us the desires of the heart. That doesn't mean that he's going to give you, uh, grant your wishes like some genie and give you the desires. He's not going to, oh, I really want this new thing, and, and he gives it to you. No, that's not what it's saying. It's saying the more time you spend with me, the more my desires are going to be like your desires right? The more God's desires are going to rub off on us, the more he's going to put new desires inside of our heart. So now instead of wanting to break those 10 commandments and break those 613 laws, uh, he's going to make us desire to do what he desires, right? We're going to want to follow those things. We're not going to want to go murder. We're not going to want to go tell lies. We're not going to want to commit adultery. We're not going to take the Lord's name in vain because that's not our desires anymore. We've got God's desires. We want to do good things. We want to honor him with everything that we do. He's going to change us. He's going to challenge us as we spend time with us. Uh, The presence of God rubs off on us. And instead of pride in our lives, humility is going to take its place. Instead of wanting to be blessed, we're going to want to be a blessing. Instead of breaking the laws, we're going to want to follow them. It also says in here that as we spend time with him, uh, that he will help us to walk in righteousness. What's righteousness? Doing the right thing. Following the laws. Doing what's right in God's eyes. That's what righteousness is. So the more time we spend with God, the more we take delight in God, the more we will live righteously, the more we will live by those commandments that were were set out. See, Jesus didn't come to change the laws. He came to fulfill them. He is the fulfillment of all the laws, of all the, the prophets. He sums it all up with those words, love God and love people. Now, in some ways, loving God is the easy one on this list, right? Because God loves you. It's easy to love someone who who loves us. Now, it's difficult in the sense that we're supposed to love him with everything, with every part of our uh, body, with every fiber of our being, we're supposed to love him, right? And so it makes it difficult, but it's not so hard when you realize how much God loves you and that he already loves you back. What I think gets really difficult is that other one, love people, because people are the worst, Right? You ever notice that? They're mean. They call you names. They talk about you behind your back. They, they gossip. All these things. They do things to hurt you. They do things to hurt your family. People can be the worst. But yet it says, love people. Love people. So let's take a moment. Let's talk about, God, how in the world am I supposed to love people? Don't you know who they are? Don't you know that? <laughs> People are just all hypocrites. People just, they don't tell the truth, right? We can say all these bad things about people. But he says, love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. So I want you to notice a few things here. Number one is that uh, there is an order to this. 
He says, love God first and love people second. He doesn't say these are two great commandments, love God and love people, and they're interchangeable and you can do it however you want. No, he says, love God first and love people second, because you will never love people until you love God. Right? There's an order to it. We'll, we'll look at that in just a second. Uh, but also, he, he's, notice he has two different levels of love in these passages. He doesn't say love your neighbor with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. He doesn't say that. He says love your neighbor as yourself. See, loving with everything, that's reserved for God alone. But your neighbor, love them as you love yourself. Because God knows that sometimes we like to think of ourselves as the center of the universe. Right? Anybody been there? Anybody know somebody who thinks they're the center of the universe? Maybe we should ask that question. Oh, yeah, they are, but not me, right? But we like to think highly of ourselves. We like to think that we're something. We like to think that everybody should care about us. Everybody should bless us. Everybody should care about how we're feeling, how we're doing. And, and so we're, we can be very self-centered. And so he's saying, hey, instead of loving yourself so much, love the person next to you. Love your neighbor as yourself. As we looked last week, we saw that verse in Philippians. In humility, consider others better than yourself. Right? And that's the way God is calling us to love people. How do you want to be treated? How do you want to be loved? How do you wish people would treat you? Go treat others that way. Go be a blessing to others. I know they don't deserve it. Neither did you. But go be a blessing to the people around you. Go, go love for them. Go care for them. Instead of asking, how can I be served? Ask, how can I serve you? Ask them questions. See, to love people, we need to be willing to give of our time. We need to be willing to give of our comfort. We need to be willing to give our best effort. We need to be willing to give our resources for others. That's how we love our neighbor as ourselves. But again, there's that order. You got to do love God first before you love people because loving people flows out of loving God. Loving people flows out of loving God. Because again, the truth is you can't love people until you love God. Because our love for people is stemmed out of a love for God. Remember we talked about how God would give us the desires of our heart? One of God's greatest desires is for that all people would know him. God loves people. God loves people. And so the more time we spend with God, the more we love God, the more we're going to have that desire in our heart too to love people. Because God, our people are God's most precious creation. Uh, I was talking with Pastor Marco, our kids' pastor, and a couple weeks ago, he was so excited uh, to, to share a message, share a teaching, so let me share it with you a little bit this morning. Uh, he was talking to our kids about creation and how God created the world in, in seven days, and, and so he was going through the whole list of here's what happened on day one, day two, day three, you know, going, going through all the line. You know, God created the sun and the moon and the stars, and once he did that, he looked at it and he said it was good right? And, and then he, he made the earth. He, he made the land and the sea and the sky, and he made it, and he looked at it, and he said, this is good, right? Then he made the, the fish and the vegetation, the plants and the land animals and the birds in the sky, and he looked at it, and he said, this is good. But only one part of his creation did he look at it and say, this is very good, Right? There's only one part of creation that he said, this is very good. It was his most precious creation. So Pastor Marco called the kids up, and he had the leaders up there, and he says, I want you to see God's most precious creation today. And so each of the kids come up, and one at a time, uh, they would come up, and a leader would be standing there uh, with their cell phone, with the, the camera on backwards. So they, and so they come up, and 
look at this. This is God's most precious creation. And they saw a picture of themselves. It was people. People, you are God's most precious creation. The person sitting next to you is God's most precious creation. It's very good. But also that person that you don't like, that person who's mean to you, that person that you would consider your enemy is also God's most precious creation. The more time we spend with God, the more we love God, the more his desires rub off on us, the more he gives us the desires of our hearts. So the more time we spend with God, the more we're going to love his most precious creation, the more we're going to love people and want to take care of people, even the ones who you feel have it out for you, even the ones who are mean to you, even the ones that you feel they don't, they don't care. God loves people. So when we love him, he gives us the desires to love people as well. So it's this whole order, right? God loves us, so we love him. And because we love him, we love people. It, it all works out. And if you want to keep going down that list, and because we love people, we give them the greatest thing that people could ever have, and that's Jesus, so we share Christ. Right? That's what we do. And it's as simple. God loves us, so we love God. And because we love God, we love people. And because we love people, we share Jesus with them. That, that's how it works. It, it's not hard. It's simple. Right? It's a simple concept. It's just hard to do that every single day and to live it all out. But if we can get that first one right, if we can get that loving God one down, then all the rest of the things fall into place. Check it out in 1 John chapter 4. Again, we were there just a little bit ago, but let me read the rest of the passage. Verse 7 says this. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. So again, it shows that proper order. God sent his son to die for us. He sent his son to show how much he loves us. And because of that, we love God. And because of that, we love people. It says that anyone who does not love, anyone who does not love people does not know God. Because God is love. So if you have a loving people problem today, all right, think about this. This is going to hurt. But if you have a loving people problem today, then you actually have a loving God problem. Think about that for a second. If we have a hard time loving people around us, it's because we don't love God enough. We haven't been giving him our all because whoever does not love people does not know God. That's a hard truth. That's not easy to swallow. So that's why daily we need to come and say, God, I need you. God, I need you. I don't have this all figured out. God, I've been holding on to bitterness. I've been, I've been holding on to these things. I've been making people my enemy, but your word says my enemy is not flesh and blood. My, my enemy is the devil, right? It's spiritual forces around me, and I keep getting it wrong, God. I, I keep making people my enemy, but you love people. They're your most precious creation. God, help me to love you better. Help me to understand this better. God, I just need you. And it's daily coming to him. Lana, would you come? So this morning, I, I just want to give you an opportunity. You know what? Jesus he loves us with everything that he has. I mean, that's why he came to the cross. That's why he died for us. Because he loves you. I don't know who needs to hear that this morning, but God loves you. He's not asking you to do anything that he wouldn't do himself. 
He loves you with all of his heart, with all of his soul, with all of his mind, with all of his strength, with everything within him, he loves you. And he would die on that cross even if it was just for one person. Even if it was just for your sins. But he loves you. And this morning you can experience that love. You can ask him for forgiveness. Even in your your darkest place, even in your darkest hour, you can ask God for forgiveness. God, did you change me? God, would you make me like you? God, I want to experience your love. Man, Lord, forgive me. Maybe that's you today. Maybe today you've, you've experienced the love of God, but you're caught up in living by the rules. Like I told you, I'm a rule follower. I, I fear that on some days I have more in common with the Pharisees than I do with Jesus. Because I just try to do everything right. Right? So maybe you're out there and, and there's that one law. There's that one thing that you know you keep messing up on. Right? And you, you try every day to obey that law. You try every day to obey. You know it's wrong. You know it's sin in your life. And you're just stuck on it. You're, you're caught up in it. And you don't know how to obey it. Right? The temptation is too great. I just keep giving in. I just keep giving in. And, and, and pretty soon because you know, we don't want to be failures, in our minds and in our hearts, we start changing that law. We start to, to rewrite it. We start looking for the loopholes of how we can get around that law. Well, today, instead of just trying to follow those laws over and over again, I want to invite you, stop living in religion and start living in a relationship with Jesus. He's saying, come follow me. If you want to be able to break that habit in your life, if you want to be able to follow that law, it's going to come not through trying harder, but through having more of Jesus in your life. Because he's going to change your desires. He's going to give you those desires of your heart. And, and pretty soon, those things that you were so stuck on, those things that you were so stuck on at the beginning of 2023, next year you're going to look back and say, I've been delivered. I, I've been freed. I've been changed. Because I'm closer to Jesus and I'm loving him with everything that I have. And now following the rules, loving people, it's simple. It's, it's easy. Because I want to be more like God. He's changed my desires. He's changed my heart. So I don't know where you are this morning, but I believe that God wants to do a great work in you today. I believe that God wants to call you into a higher level of relationship with him. He's saying today, come, follow me. Love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And watch everything else fall into place the way that it should. Would you bow your heads with me? want to give you an opportunity to respond this morning to what God's doing in your heart, to, to respond to what God is speaking to you already. So today, if you're in this place, and maybe you, you love church, maybe you love worship, maybe you love following the rules, but you've never decided to love God, to, to be in a relationship with Him, or you're used to and and You've fallen away. You, you've, you've run the other direction. And, and today's the day that you want to say, no, I need to love God. I, I need to put him first in my life. I need to start a relationship with Jesus. If that's you in this place, then I, I want to pray with you. I, I want to celebrate with you what God is doing in your heart. So if that's you and you just, you want to accept Jesus today, you want to have a relationship with him, would you just raise your hand and catch my eye? Nobody's looking around. I just want to pray with you today. 
anybody here? morning if you're here and and you're just stuck on one of those laws you're stuck on one of those rules that you know God I shouldn't be doing that God I shouldn't be speaking this way I shouldn't be taking your name in vain I shouldn't be spreading lies God I shouldn't be looking at that I shouldn't be going to these places but you just you're caught in it and you don't know what to do but today you want to give it over to God and you say God I I just need to get into a relationship with you. I, I need to give this to you because I'm tired of trying to live by religion. I need to live by relationship. If that's you this morning, I want to pray with you as well. Would you just slip your hand up? I want to, I want to pray with you today. Is anybody here that you just say, yeah, I need to do that? Yeah. Hands up all over this building. Because we're in this together. We're in this together. We're fighting this battle together. None of us have it all figured out, but we're working on it. We're chasing perfection. We're chasing Jesus. We're, we believe that God, he's got a plan for us. So let's just pray this together. It's just, again, a prayer of surrender to God. So let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving us. God, we don't deserve it. We haven't earned it. Thank you for dying on the cross. God, I want to love you. I don't want to live in religion. I want to live in relationship. So Lord, come into my heart again. Make me new. I give my life to you. In Jesus' name, amen.